Hey friends! I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and plants and pets that are important to you. I am looking for a new full-time job. If you are on LinkedIn and want to connect with me, please do not hesitate to reach out. It's 2024 and people can work remotely, so even if you're in a different state or even a different country, hit me up over at LinkedIn. Thanks. Folks, you are listening to the People Are the Enemy podcast. I am the host of the show. My name is Andy Mascola. There are no ads on this program, and there is no Patreon set up for it. The only thing I've ever asked of listeners is if you love the show, and if you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily, and get yourself or the reader in your life some excellent fiction, please consider purchasing any or all of my books. I am the author of 11 self-published novels that are all currently available for purchase worldwide in both paperback and ebook formats via Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon, you can find all of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, which is spelled M-A-S-C-O-L-A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you've already purchased any or all of my stories, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. Listeners, this is episode 317 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Thank you for spending time. You are now rocking with the best. I missed you. It sounds weird to say, right? Sing along now, take my time and I can find my way. Oh, love it. Gonna back it off just a bit here. Slowly, we'll let it down gently, gently. Oh, I love that song. And of course, that's been on my mind. Take my time and I will find my way. Good advice. Uh, that was the song About You from the band Teenage Fan Club from an album called Grand Prix. Uh, Teenage Fan Club. What a great band. Holy moly. Excellent, excellent stuff. You can't go wrong with that band. I was going to light uh, some candles. I know, it's a weird move, but uh, I'm in a, I'm in a, uh, a, a particularly woo-woo <laughs> mood right now. And I think it's probably because I'm going through some stuff. And uh, I've never... You know, I've never lied to you. I've always been completely transparent. And uh, as I mentioned at the opening of the uh, the monologue there, I am looking for a new full-time gig. I uh, It is not ideal to find myself in this situation, but uh, I've got a good support system. And I'm very fortunate that I have uh, great people in my life and a great network. So I'll be okay. Trust me. I'll be all right. But uh, in, in, in speaking about that and... Uh, just having a lousy week 
in general, uh, due to due to uh, the circumstances, and that's what I'll that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. I uh, I found myself uh, very vulnerable. Okay, I don't know how else to describe it, but uh, you know, obviously. Uh, you have a jarring life experience that, that uh, puts you somewhere you didn't expect to be, whatever it is. And you're going to feel, you know, kind of um, helpless and sort of hopeless even. And even just like a, um, like you have no control on your life. And that's, that's a terrible feeling. At least, you know, for me, I, I'm a, the kind of person who likes to stick to a routine. And I'm, I'm very fastidious in terms of, of accomplishing tasks and doing the things I, I, I plan on doing. And when, when I'm taken out of a pattern, it's difficult for me. And I found myself really, really vulnerable earlier this week. And uh, I was walking the dog the very, uh, the very next day after I, I got the news about that I wouldn't be, um, I'd be in the job market again, let's put it like that. And I, I was walking down my street, and there was a woman, uh, Irish woman, older, probably 60s, maybe 70s. Uh, and she was shoveling her driveway, and uh, she... I'm not going to do an Irish accent. I, I tried it. <laughs> I said to myself, let's not do the Irish accent, Andy. <laughs> I mean, it's the most cutest thing in the world. My wife had an Irish accent for a time. She was living over there in Ireland. Um, not while I was with her, but she's able to recreate it pretty, uh, pretty significantly and uh, pretty accurately to my ears. But yeah, there's there is a, a, a an Irish woman who lives at the the end of my street, and she saw me walking my dog at an odd time of day because of course I wasn't in my regular routine, meaning my uh, my regular my regular full time job that I'd had. And uh, she said, uh, she, and again I won't do the Irish accent. Uh, oh, Andy, it's uh, it's uh, so nice to see you. Uh, did you change your hours at your job? <laughs> And I said, okay, Andy, uh, you can you can handle this in a couple different ways, but um, but uh, the the only way that I like to handle those situations where you're kind of confronted with an opportunity to either uh, lie or tell the truth, I I tell the truth. That's just how I am. So I said, uh, I said, hey, Peggy, uh, yeah, I uh, I um, am no longer. I'm in between jobs, I think I might have said. I'm, I'm, I'm currently in, in the job market again. And she said, oh dear, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Can I give you a hug? And I said, yeah, absolutely. And she gave me a hug. And she said, she said, can I pray for you? And I said, oh, that's so thoughtful. Of course, you know. And I didn't know that she meant like right there and then in the street. <laughs> and she grabbed my hand <clears throat> And um, she said a, a small prayer. It wasn't too, you know, it, it wasn't too um, overly religious. It was very general, sort of like, you know, dear God, help Andy find a job. He's uh, he's out in the market again, and he, you know, he has a family to take care of, et cetera, et cetera. And it was sweet and short, and she held my hand, and she said, and I said, thank you so much, Peggy. That was very, very thoughtful and very sweet of you to do. And she said, um, I love you. And I said, oh, I, I love you too. <laughs> And then, uh, and then my dog jumped on her, <laughs> but I pulled her off very quickly. Yeah, Lola was—I uh, don't know what Lola was thinking. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe she didn't like somebody else telling me they loved me. I don't know. But uh, um, yeah, very sweet. And she said, "Can I give you another hug?" And I said, "Oh, absolutely, for sure." And it was wonderful. And it was—it was this moment where uh, somebody recognized 
another person in transition and uh, and did something nice on spont spontaneously and I couldn't have been more appreciative in that moment just feeling like oh I need this this is nice and I'll tell you something else that happened and this was this was also very nice a, a, a friend of mine had texted me a few days prior uh, to me being in this uh, again the uh, the uh, looking for work situation <laughs> I'm trying to say it as many different ways as I can um and and I hadn't got back to him because I had a feeling something was coming down in terms of in terms of uh, again my employment. Uh, so so after I I I was informed that I would my services would no longer be needed, I reached out to my friend who had texted me and said, "Hey man, sorry I didn't get back to you right away. Um, I've had a lousy week." And I told uh, explained what had happened. And uh, he texted me back almost immediately and said, I'm going to call you in one minute. And I said, okay. And uh, sure enough, he did. And he said, um, he said, are you dressed? And I said, yeah. He said, all right, I'll be at your house in six minutes. And I said, okay. And then I hung up. He didn't, you know, I, I didn't ask him to come over. <clears throat> he just said, I'll be at your house in six minutes. So I, I went downstairs and I looked out the window. And sure enough, there was my friend in the driveway. And, uh, and I could, I could have cried right then and there because he, he, I got in his car, got, I went outside, got in his car and he immediately started talking to me and making me feel better. And it was wonderful. It was like, it was unprecedented in terms of what one friend, um, can do for another. And it, it made me realize that like, oh my gosh, this is what I needed just a connection, just being with somebody, just talking with a friend, just having him listen to me, just not necessarily keeping it too heavy, you know? And uh, he said, I've got some errands to run. So we went and we ran some errands together. And uh, all told, we were probably out maybe an hour. He said, you want to go get a coffee or something? I said, no, I'm good. And then, uh, and then he dropped me off and he said, hey man, I love you. And I said, I love you too. Thank you so much. And uh, again, just this good, good feeling, this feeling of uh, being seen, I suppose, is the best way to put it. I feel so fortunate to have such a great, again, support system. And um, I've reached out to to other other colleagues and other friends, and everybody has been so, so wonderful. And people have reached out to me, obviously, knowing the situation uh, currently. And uh, believe me, I'm not going to dwell on this on every podcast episode. It's on my mind, and I like to talk about things that are on my mind. And obviously, these kind of wonderful things did happen this week that made me feel better um, in general and help, helping to, uh, to, to move on with the next phase of my life. So, so I did want to share them. But I didn't want to speak only about those things. But there is one more thing I wanted to do, okay? Uh, because uh, because um, the hug felt great. And hugs are wonderful. And, 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 and my wife has been giving me a lot of them. And my daughter as well. And that's... I, I can't I can't be more appreciative of their affection and their tenderness at this time. So I wanted to give I wanted to give I know it's gonna be sound weird and kind of woo-woo and I've got candles lit here. <laughs> but I wanted to give you listeners a virtual hug, okay? So so what I'd like you to do right now, unless you're driving, <laughs> or unless you're somewhere where you can't do this, in which case I understand. And if those are the situations, I want you to I want you to just imagine uh, my arms around you right now. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, and what I'm going to do is I am going to put my arms around myself. Okay, so we're going to have like a virtual hug here. Okay, and again, 
please do do not uh, take your hands off the steering wheel <laughs> if you're if you're driving an automobile uh or if you're somewhere where you can't do if you're, you're at the gym i don't know if you're in a cubicle if you're whatever you are if you can't do it you know and you got work to do or whatever you're on you know don't do this but uh but uh if you can wrap your arms around yourself right now and just just give yourself a little hug. come on that's me that's me hugging you all right and i'm hugging myself and i'm feeling like this is this is you guys hugging me back. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Thank you so much. You know what's been helping? Um, is uh, Gary Gullman interviews on YouTube. I love that guy. Boy, oh boy. What a character. What a personality. What an amazing person Gary Gullman is. I don't know if you know Gary Gullman. He's a comedian. If you listen to The Best Show, and by the way, Tom Sharpling, uh, I called into The Best Show this past week, uh, and he, he, gave a, he gave a little shout-out for, sh for the podcast without even me even asking. How sweet was that? I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's the best. The best! That's why it's called The Best Show, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, Gary Goldman's been on the best show, but he's been on a lot of other things and promoting his uh, specials and promoting uh, now a memoir. And uh, there's a ton of interviews with him on YouTube. And obviously I'm busy putting things together and trying to get find out where I'm going to land next in ter terms of my, uh, my employment opportunities. But in the interim, there is some time, and I have been watching Gary Goldman being interviewed. It doesn't matter who's doing it. He is just an interesting and upbeat and very um, insightful guy. And uh, I really, really enjoy it. I'm going to have to read his book. It's one thing my library hasn't gotten yet, but I have a feeling that they will shortly. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what else can I tell you? Oh, my dog pulled a half a pound of sliced deli turkey out of a snowbank. <laughs> that, that happened the other day. <laughs> I was like, what? What the hell? Yeah. Well, we've got some snow here in New England. Uh, here we are. It's the end of January, and as uh, as most uh, as in most Januarys, we've got snow. Uh, and I was walking my dog, and she loves the snow. She loves to jump in and out of the snowbank. And uh, she started putting her nose in the snow, and I'm like, "What is she on to here? She's got. She must have a great nose. Can you imagine? The snow was was down probably about eight. I mean, the snow. This deli meat was down about eight inches. It was unpackaged. And, uh, and she, she pulls it out and I'm like, at first I thought it was like, you know, you can picture like, you know, like turkey, like sliced turkey from a deli and you know, it's like, you know, it's pale, usually white. Right. And I thought it was like a rubber glove that she had. No, it was like, it was like a little, a, a, it was like a, a half, I say little, probably like maybe a quarter pound, half pound of sliced deli turkey. And I was like, no, you know, <laughs> pull it right out of her mouth. <laughs> But, uh, oh man, but that stuff's soft, even in like those, even in like uh, snow conditions, you know, that stuff stays, stays soft. So she was able to get a good chunk out of it, you know, bit a chunk. What could I do? Right. She didn't get sick. Fortunately, that was a few days ago. Oh my goodness. I missed podcasting, man. That was the other thing I wanted to tell you. Yeah. I mentioned it at the opening, but there was, um, you know, I, I, I'd, uh, done that interview with Paz Pardo. Uh, that you may have heard last week, episode 316. Uh, and that was uh, that was a lot of fun, and I felt very fortunate to be able to interview her. But I could only get her on a weekday. so And the only weekday I'd had free was uh, the 15th. And it was... Uh, so so basically, I, I did the, the podcast Sunday night, 
before the 15th, I, I dropped that episode, and then the very next day, I I interviewed Paz Pardo, so there was like a, like a week without me podcasting, and a whole weekend, because I, I, you know, I, uh, I suppose I could have banked something, but I, you know, I prefer it to be fresh. And obviously, if I if I'd done something previously, you probably wouldn't hear me uh, hear me talking about the things I'm talking about right now. Um, but uh, but yeah, I uh, I missed it, man, and I missed uh, I missed talking with you, and I missed doing the show. I love doing the show. It's one thing that uh, I've never stopped doing through the ups and downs of life, and uh, I uh, I find uh, I get a lot out of it. And I find that uh, people seem to enjoy it, and uh, I really love it too. Um, oh, there was um, there was some uh, there was at least one clip I wanted to play for you. Let me uh, let me cue it up right now. Just be a moment. La da dee da da da. It uh, you know I, I didn't have a lot of clips, but I did find I did find one good one. So let's let's cue the uh, clip music for Favori. Okay, this is a clip of John Waters, and how how did I how did I phrase this? I gotta make sure I have it. Oh, okay, I do have it. Okay, all right. This is John Waters, do 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 do, the director, the writer, the actor. Uh oh, talking about his favorite negative review. Uh, and I believe it was one, he talks about a couple, and these are reviews of his film Female Trouble, and one of the reviews was done by Rex Reed, and the other was done by Variety, but he appears to be um, speaking to a crowd, and somebody asked him, uh, what are your favorite negative reviews? This is a lot of fun. Check this out. This is uh, John Waters. What is your favorite negative review that has been said about one of your movies? That I got? Oh, there's so many. Let me think. I think the two ones that come to mind are the Rex Reed one that said about female trouble. Where do these people come from? Where do they go when the sun goes down? Isn't there a law or something? <laughs> the answer, Rex, is no, there isn't. Uh, and Variety said, I think beyond a doubt, the most stupid, vile, repulsive film in film history. Well, that's saying something. Right. What is your favorite? How good was that, right? Oh, he is a treasure. I love John Waters. If you, if you, I've, I've read his book, um, Role Models, and it is amazing. If you want to read a great book, um, I don't know how you describe it. I suppose it's interviews, because what he does is each chapter he focuses on a different person that he's been enamored with uh, for one or another reason in his lifetime, and he, he interviews them if they're still around. Um, and they're all sorts of people, like uh, celebrities to like absolute nobodies. When I say nobodies, just means uh, you know somebody that may not be known, you know, but they're all spectacular and super interesting. And his reasons for finding these people compelling and considering them his role models are uh, very, very articulate. I, I really, really love that book, Role Models, if you're looking for a great John Waters book. Uh, if you're looking for a great chart chat, you're about to get one now from our friend Rachel from Des Moines, because I'm about to hand things over to her now. So without any further ado, take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's Chart Chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week. I got some nice comments from Jill, Sherry, Jeffrey, Tavy, Bob, and Melinda. 
Zero thanks to Amazon for making all participants have to rent a movie if you want to do a watch party. Found out the hard way when I tried to share my Jawbreaker rental with a friend. This week, let's pick up where we left off with the music of Jawbreaker. The final song last week was by the band Transistor, had one member called Keeley Hawks. Her brother Chesney Hawks also has a tune in the movie, Almost You, credited to his band at the time, Ebb, that's lowercase E-B-B. The song plays when Julie meets theater boy Zach on the stage at school. It's not on the CD, but a version by Chesney as a solo artist is on Spotify and it sounds very similar. He is best known for a song called The One and Only, a number 10 U.S. pop hit from 1991. It went to number one in his native U.K. and top 10 around the world. Chesney and Keeley are both children of Chip Hawks from the 60s group The Tremolos. Up next is Rocky Like a Hurricane by Scorpions. Uh, this is on the album, kind of surprisingly. Uh, this plays in a scene where Courtney talks to Detective Cruz and it kicks off a flashback to her picking up a man in a bar. Uh, this is a scene with Marilyn Manson if you want to skip his part. The original is from the Scorpions' 1984 album Love at First Sting. It was their second U.S. Hot 100 appearance, the first top 40 hit. The album, their ninth, went double platinum in the U.S. by the end of 84 and had reached triple platinum in 1995. The next song that's from the CD is Don't Call Me Babe by the group Shampoo. It plays during what I call the Violet on Top montage. Uh, just seeing how she now rules the school. Shampoo were a UK pop duo composed of Jackie Blake and Carrie Askew, both from different neighborhoods in London, and they met at Plumstead Manor School. Don't Call Me Babe comes from their second album, released in 1995. It was called Girl Power in the UK and Shampoo or Nothing in Japan. Don't Call Me Babe also appeared on the CD soundtrack for the comic book movie Barbed Wire in 1996. Shampoo never had a hit song on any U.S. chart, according to Wikipedia, but six of their singles charted in their native U.K., and their biggest hit was a song called Trouble, which hit number 11 at home and also uh, was successful in territories like Australia, Belgium, the Netherlands, Ireland, and Japan. It appeared on their 1994 debut album, We Are Shampoo. Trouble appears on the CD, but it's not in the movie. I came to learn it was in the Jawbreaker trailers. And I don't know if that's common or not. I think a lot of times people like the song that's in the trailer and are disappointed it's not on the CD. Uh, Trouble was also used in the Power Rangers movie, and it was released as a single with a big promo push in the U.S. I read on Wikipedia that cassettes were given away at wet seal stores. Shampoo songs appear in several other movie and TV shows, notably the 2001 teen heist film Sugar and Spice. Up next is a song called Water Boy by Imperial Teen. Imperial Teen is another artist that has a double dip on the CD, just like Shampoo we mentioned. Uh, Water Boy comes from Imperial Teen's debut album Seasick, which was released in 1996. That's the one with that blue and yellow cover and the cute dolphin. Water Boy clocks in at a hot minute 37 and is featured in a scene where Violet is cranking the song in her borrowed Corvette and posing slash rocking out on the hood while students watch. At this point, Courtney has finally had enough. Uh, up next is a song called Stay in Bed by the group Grand Mall. This plays while Julie and Zach drive and discuss evidence of the killing. Grand Mall was a New York-based band formed by Bill Witter 
that was active from 95 to 2010. Witter seems to be the only constant member. It looked like a fair amount of turnover of the, mem- the members on Wikipedia. Stay in Bed was from their second album, 1999's Maledictions, and they released six albums in all. Per Discog, Stay in Bed was released as a single on London Records, which is the label that a Jawbreaker soundtrack was on, with the Death in Vegas remix as the B-side, although the single does not appear to be connected to the soundtrack, and it was a promo single only. Up next is a song called Rock and Roll Machine by the Donnas. They had two songs used in the movie, but only one appears on the CD. Uh, They also appear in the movie as themselves, performing at Reagan High's prom. We see them blasting out Rock and Roll Machine as the students enter the dance. I got into the Donnas and started picking up their albums after hearing them on this soundtrack. Uh, They were a quartet of young women from Palo Alto, and they took their stage names as, you know, Donna C, Donna R, the first initial of their last names in homage to the Ramones. Rock and Roll Machine is a title track off of their second album, and that was released on Lookout Records, which is known for Operation Ivy and early Green Day releases like Kerplunk. The Donna's other song on the soundtrack that we also see them perform at a later prom scene is called Checking It Out, and that's also on that second album. I feel like there's a big step up from their first to the second, and they truly started as a garage band uh, in drummer Tori Donna C. Castellano's Garage after school. Uh, they had one earlier album as the Electro Cutes, and they appear in another 1999 teen film, Drive Me Crazy, performing under that name, also playing at a prom. Chart-wise, the Donnas had three albums make it to the top 200 chart, and two singles on U.S. Alternative chart, and this came after their move to the major label Atlantic. They have many more soundtrack appearances, including a cover of Strutter on the Detroit Rock City soundtrack, also from 99. In between the two prom scenes with Adonis playing, a non-CD track called I Believe in You by Hub plays, and that's in a scene where Julie's mom drops off some items from Liz that contains the evidence against Courtney that Julie and Zach needed. It's another kind of slow, mellow, atmospheric song that plays while Julie is in her room. The band Hub was really a guy, James Hubbard Moore, who went by Hub Moore, and the song I Believe in You comes from Hub's self-titled debut, and I feel like the title is very fitting for the scene. Uh, The final song that appears in the film is Young at Heart, the rendition by Bing Crosby. And this is after the big climactic scene at prom where Courtney is revealed to be the killer. The students turn on their newly crowned prom queen and pelt her with corsages while she tries to get away. The scene is shown in slow-mo and the song that plays is Crosby's Young at Heart. The song was first done by Frank Sinatra in 1954. It was a number two hit for him. Bing's version hit number 24 also in that same year. And there's tons and tons of covers of this listed out on Wikipedia going into uh, more contemporary artists. Weirdly enough, I feel like the version I know the best is by Jimmy Durante because it was used in a commercial for Frosted Mini Wheats when they were really leaning on that The Kid in You angle for their ads. After that, the credits roll and we hear Rock and Roll Machine and Yoo-Hoo again. So in addition to Trouble that was only in the trailer that I mentioned earlier, there are two more songs on the CD that are not in the film. And I confirmed that from reading a very detailed Amazon review of the soundtrack. Uh, It's a song called Next to You by the group Edna Swap. And uh, I'm not sure why this was left off. If it's on the DVD, maybe on a deleted scene. I don't know. Uh, Edna Swap was a group from Los Angeles. And they put out an EP and three albums in their time together from 93 to 99. Um, I couldn't find Next to You on any of their other releases. So it may have been something they recorded for the movie. 
Uh, it's a cover of an early police song. It was off their debut album, Outlando Still More. Uh, though they did, the police did not release it as a single. Uh, members of Edna Swap wrote the song Torn, later made famous by Natalie Imbruglia. And Edna Swap had two different versions of Torn on their self-titled debut and second album, Whack Magneto. And finally, there's a cover of Shebop, uh, credited to Howie Bino featuring Cruella DeVille. According to his Discogs page, Howie Bino was a producer, mixer, engineer, and programmer. Um, he just has tons of credits of all kinds of different behind-the-scenes uh, work in music. Um, he worked with a wide variety of artists, but was well-known for his work with Ministry. Um, he had worked in Chicago, London, and most recently New York. And Cruella DeVille is a name used for this recording by Lucia Cifarelli, who is part of the group KMFDM and their associated acts, as well as having a solo career. So between those mentioning those two artists, Ministry and KMFDM, you can see where this cover of Shebop has that heavier, edgier sound that it does. I learned that the original by Cindy Lauper hit number three in 1984, and it was part of the famous Filthy 15 from the PMRC. Well, that's all about all the time for me this week. I want to say thank you to Andy, as always, for letting me be a part of the show. Thanks to anyone that's been listening. If you've listened to all 100, if you've listened just to this one, really glad to have all the listeners and always like to hear from you. Back to you, Andy. Thank you, Rachel. Amazing stuff, as always. This has been episode 300... Oh, my wife is here. You had an addendum. I, I screwed up, didn't I? <laughs> Not huge. Just when you when you said I lived in Ireland. I wish I lived in Ireland. I visited Ireland. My bad. <laughs> for about a month. That was my birthday gift, I think, for my ninth birthday. From my aunt and uncle, who were living there at the time. Um, and I did end up getting a brogue. And I was very sad. When it left. Oh. <laughs> can you recreate it now? I, I don't think I can. I okay. Don't, I don't want to try. I think I'd butcher it. All right. All right. My bad. I promise uh, I promise. if I ever mention it again, I'll be sure to uh, to say that you visited Ireland for a month. That's Fair? Perfect. All right. Good show, by the way. Oh, thanks so much. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 317 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel, for Des Moines. Thank you, beautiful wife. We love you. Peace.